It's Samira. And Ivy, and you are listening to Black, Broke and Brilliant. Coming up on today's episode, we'll be discussing adulting again, because you know what? Life is still hard, so let's get straight into it. Recently, we've stepped up our adulting game. We are officially securing the bag. I've got a full-time writing job, Sammy's doing her master's and is working in production on the side, but it all comes at a price. We are tired, we are confused, and we we just need an episode to vent about it because I'm only 24 and I'm low-key ready to retire. I'm over it. Real talks. I, I feel that, I hear that, I feel it in my soul. Where is the lie, man? I just, first off, I feel like we have to talk about taxes. I know they are a necessary part of life. I understand that we need to pay them, but I feel attacked. Mr. Taxman really wants to take nearly £400 a month out of my paycheck. A month. He is an op. He is an enemy of progress. It's daylight robbery. It's just straight up theft at this point. Meanwhile, Trump got away with paying $750 a year in taxes. 750 what kind of foolishness is that 700 and you're a president it's actually mad meanwhile nurses and other service people are paying more tax than that like it's so peak because 400 pounds is a whole paycheck 400 pounds could have paid for an afro nation ticket and accommodation 400 pounds is a whole return flight to the u.s it's really a lot of money it's a lot and i'm just trying to be a good citizen out here and you want to come and rob me That's over four grand a year. Do you know how many things I could have brought with that money? Do you know how many holidays I could have gone on? How many books I could have bought and not got round to reading? It's an injustice, man. And the sad thing is I'm working more hours than I've ever worked and I'm being paid a relatively decent wage overall. But then they want to come and collect my coin, my hard-earned money. It's like that song. The more money we come across, the more problems we see. (laughs) It's literally that. It's that. It's really what do they want from you? What you're just trying to collect your coin. I'm just trying to pay some bills. It just didn't register when you when you told me like they took a whole four hundred, a whole four hundred to tax. It was mad. And then when you told me that like even though your wage is higher than you know your customer service role which you had before, it adds up to you having less money, which just doesn't sound fair. Yeah, no, that it doesn't sound like that should work out. And it's sad because that job was like a front of house role. And I was working 20 to 30 hours a week. I'm now working 35 hours and I'm being paid less. Make it make sense. And we did speak about this briefly in the last adulting episode, but we need to be taught about taxes in school or at least uni. I need to see a breakdown of exactly where my money is going at this point. I thought that I had managed to get through this because like most jobs I had work, I was on this PAYE. I've been hearing these abbreviations lately and I was like, what is that? But back when I was just, you know, working for a company, I was just on the payroll, easy, didn't have to think about it. My taxes are paid. Now doing all of this production work where technically I'm a freelancer, that AKA means I'm a sole trader and run my own business even though that doesn't make any sense. And now apparently I have to do my own taxes. And I was like, why? How? This doesn't make sense. It was so bad that like Lainey, Ivy's sister, was literally on the phone to me, (laughs) coaching me through how to apply for a tax code, how to create spreadsheets with rates, expenses, pay before tax, after tax, where the tax was taken. Apparently the tax year, they don't even take your money until two years from... And... I am stressed. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but boy, they really need to teach. I begged them teach about this in school because I am baffled. Can we just rewind? You said something about them not taking all the tax until two years later. And I just, this is brand new information. So (laughs) what? Fam, apparently the tax year goes from April to April. So even though I'm working now in this August to October period of 2020, the tax year, they collect the taxes in April 2021. But that's for the year 2019 to 2020. They collect it in 2021. (laughs) So 
even though I started working as a freelancer in 2020, I won't have to collect, pay for that tax, pay that tax until April 2022. Because <laughs> they do it from April. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, is there, is there any need for it to be that confusing? I see why people get accountants now, because no, no. Like if I had known, I would have I would have continued maths A level, but I stopped it at a point because I thought I don't need this information. And and now look, d- two years I w- I must be calculating all of that for the yeah. future and what saving money aside for when they come and collect it. Yes, nope. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. exactly what you're expected to do. You got to put the money aside. So even though the money you're getting paid now, you got to put the tax bit aside for those following two years when it's gonna catch up to you to pay for that job that you got two years ago and. If I could afford an accountant, I would have one, but I'm already poor at this point, and then the whole tax thing is just going to take off more money. So I wish I could pay for an accountant to do this for me, but I can't even afford one at this point. Do you think we have, like, an extra pot of money that we're just saving for a rainy day? Do you think I have that much money that I can just save for when they come and collect my taxes? I have bills to pay today. I'm convinced they do this on purpose, like withholding this whole tax information from us. So by the time you're an adult, you're confused. You don't know what to do. Maybe you've missed out on paying taxes and then they could come back and charge you more purely because they don't want to educate you on it in the first place. It's so true. It's all a scam. It's actually all a scam. I just feel like the world just wants to rob us out of our money. Even the other day, I was on my bank account and I was looking through my statement and I saw £150 was spent at a Tesco in Surrey. Lo and behold, I have never stepped foot in Surrey in my whole entire life. So I was there thinking, well, I did not spend this money. And I called the bank and they were like, well, you have an account with Tesco, so it must have been you. And I was like, fam, why why would I order £150 worth of food from Tesco to Surrey when I'm in London? Who? Why would I, why would I spend £150 in Tesco, period? I don't have money like that. And they were really trying to tell me that it was my card and that it was my fingers that put in my pin when I was telling them that it wasn't me, like the world just doesn't want me to have money. It's actually, this is actually the ghetto. It really wasn't you. Like surely they should have seen like, oh, this is a bit inconsistent because probably at the same time you're spending money in this here London doing small, small. And then they just see, boom, 150 pounds Tesco. Some person is probably like a fam. Some person fully did a family feast shop on your account, on your behalf, and said, thank you, Ivy Richardson, you're a real one. <laughs> the bank should, <laughs> the bank is going to reimburse you. But for this one, thank you very much. Did a whole like two, three weeks family shop right there. That's rude. It's rude. It's, it's straight up disrespectful. And the mad thing is, I had been to Tesco on that same day in London. So could they not put two and two together and realise that it doesn't add up? <laughs> they thought you just like quickly snapped your fingers and appeared in Surrey and then back in London probably at the same time it's peak I feel like it's always like regular poor people who get shanked when it comes to fraud like it's it's never the it's never the people with like billions in their account that get shanked no it's you with probably I don't know like 400 and three pounds in your account and someone was like let me just rob her of 150 literally first the tax man now this fraudster i'm like can i just have a break in this 2020 please leave me alone did they give it back to you and you know what they were like we're going to process it but if for whatever reason we think it was you that spent the money we're not going to do anything about it so i'm still waiting to hear back Hmm. still waiting on that one the banks have money. The banks have money. We've been bailing the banks out with our taxpayers. So they best send you that 150 real quick. No questions answered. Thank you very much, Lloyds or NatWest. I've already drafted an angry email. Don't worry. I've drafted a very angry email. If they try and, if they try and tell me that I spend that money, oh, I'm going to go off. I don't care. I don't have money to waste like that. Real talks. But do you know what? Payday is also such a piss take because you look forward to that day for weeks and then your money finally comes in. You celebrate for a hot minute and then you start budgeting and paying off your bills and you're immediately broke again. Fam, you even know when payday is. I I don't have that luxury anymore. <laughs> because, yeah, my other job that I used to work, been put on furlough. I don't even know if I'm still on furlough for that for that thing there. I don't know what, what Rishi Sunak is saying about that. but um 
the the production work I've been doing, I just never know when the account's gonna land in my money. It it could be five days, it could be five weeks, it could be two months, you just never know. So it's I would say it's a nice surprise, but sometimes I'll be struggling and I'm like, I really I'm still waiting on this pee to come in. Um but real talks, when the money does come in, before you know it, it's gone because it comes in and then you have to try and divide your money into a million ways and still end up broke. Like rent needs to be paid, phone bill needs to be paid, food shop, trap all those little travels on the buses, yes it's one pound fifty, but it all adds up. Socializing, my driving lessons, toiletries, debts, and surprise for birthdays. It's really a lot. Tell me why everyone has birthdays in this time of the year. It's rude. It's rude. You and my brother on the same day? It's mad because we celebrated your birthday a week early because one of our friends wasn't going to be here. So we did that celebration. Come the week next, your actual birthday, we did that. Brother, also on that. So every, everyone just wants to rinse me. And you know, I'm moving like Christmas isn't around the corner. Like you, you couldn't have thought about us. I know it's actually quite inconsiderate when you put it like that. I apologise. But at the same time, it's Libra season and we're the best. So you are welcome. I have blessed your life. You are welcome. I love how you put two and two and got like 10. The more the merrier. I rounded it up. <laughs> but I actually hear you on that one. It's really sad as well when you have to pay off debts because that feels like you're just throwing money away and you obviously want to pay things off so that it comes down. You don't want the interest, but it feels like that one hurts the most when you're just trying to get by, trying to get to the next month and you have to give off hundreds, hundreds to, to the bank who has all the money as it is. Yeah. Um, and I'm lucky because I paid off my overdraft and my credit card this year. Wow. A couple months ago, it was a moment. I was like, mum, I've made it. This is, this is adulting. I have arrived. I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy because that one, that one hurt my soul every month. But I literally had to close the overdraft then and there because I refuse to go back to that lifestyle. And knowing me, if it's there, I'm going to end up straight back where I started. So I don't know if you remember, but in the last adulting episode, when we were talking about overdrafts and you said, people who have paid off their overdraft, how does it feel to be God's favourite? So I'm going to ask you, person who has paid off your overdraft, how does it feel to be God's favourite? Because really, I'm trying to be you. I'm trying to be you. How? No, how, how does it feel? Like, you must feel elite. You must feel like you're walking on water. I do. I do. Come and see God. It feels great. I can't lie to you. It feels so good. Every day I wake up and I'm like, wow, God loves me. And I'm I'm here for it. Forget, forget just surviving. I am now thriving. Come and join me on the other side. It's great. Damn. Joy really comes in the morning when you've paid off those overdrafts. It's mad though, because money will come into my account and then I'm like, cool, £100 got to go into that overdraft. Another hundred pounds got put into saving. You got to save for so many things. It's like long-term saving and then there's short-term saving and then there's fam. I'm just trying to pay for these driving lessons, which is so expensive. I'm deep. Everything is expensive. It's never just a cute little two pound coming out of your account. It's like hundreds. And then before you know it, they're like, cool, this is all I've got left to live with for a week. But my aim right now, seeing as I'm doing another degree, is, is to use my new student finance money to help pay off the overdraft on my old <laughs> student finance thing. I feel like that's logic. And where I'm now saving 1K on my um tuition, I'm like, cool, that's an extra 1K I can put towards the overdraft. So smart. I feel like this is adulting. Th these are very grown-up decisions going on in my head without an accountant. We're going to have to rewind because you just dropped something in there and, and you brushed past it. You said, now that I'm saving 1K on my tuition. How, why is that, Samira? Why are you saving 1K on your tuition? Funny you should ask that. Did I mention that your girl got awarded a scholarship? What? A whole scholarship on the master's programme, which means a little 1K off the tuition. Thank you very much. And a nice little 500 to go towards other courses and that. <laughs> So, you know, you need to be telling all the people that. And do you know what? I actually like your idea of putting your student finance into your overdraft. It's it's logic. It's smart. I can't argue with that. Mm -hmm. 
I feel like God was saying, I'm going to help you with this overdraft issue. Let me save you some money here so you can use that extra money to come pay off this. It's long term thinking, really and truly. It is. Honestly, God just wants to help you out. What are you going to do? Say no. Why are you going to, why would you play yourself like that? You know? I would never. Also, you're just, you are bang on because living is expensive. Breathing is expensive. Even when you're not doing everything, doing anything, you're still somehow spending money. And I don't understand how. I don't understand. Breathing is expensive. You you breathe and you like spent a fiver. No, legit. I check my account and I'm like, whoa, that was an expensive exhale. It's so annoying, man. It's true, literally. I sneeze and I'm like, oh, another 15, gone. <laughs> it's really quite upsetting, man. That is actually great. It's true. I just hate after you pay your bills, yeah, when, when the money comes in. You get to like week two and that's that's when the real struggle sets in. And at that point, I just I just stop caring. I, de- I just develop this sort of like fuck it mentality where I'm like, you know what? I work hard. I deserve nice things. Let's just throw caution to the wind. Who needs a budget at this point? Like, if I have to live off noodles for a few weeks, I'll take the L. That's future Ivy's problem. Because when you're working hard and you're budgeting and you're trying your best, like, there's only so much you can do with that money and it runs out anyway. So I'm like, let it run out and let me have a nice pair of trousers, you know? Let it run out and let me buy some sunglasses because I'm going to be broke either way. So at least let me treat myself in the process. Do you know what I used to do? Um, When I was working before and, like, my money actually no I was being paid like monthly so I really had to like struggle and make everything stretch and then boom I'd be paid a big lump sum at the end of the month I'd always like do my little cheeky shopping right before payday (laughs) so (laughs) by the time I woke up I'd gained money and still had the things I wanted to purchase you just have to be smart about it it's like yeah I bought these new pair of shoes worth 60 pounds but when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to have £300 in my bank account. So. <laughs> and I still have the shoes. Um, that used to be my logic. That genuinely used to be my logic. But um, the other day, the other day I got paid for a production. Um, and I was saying like, oh, I just, I need like one pair of trousers. All I have are jeans and tracksuit bottoms. I need like an in-between pair of trousers. I went shopping for one pair of trousers. I walked out with three outfits. <laughs> three outfits and I was like I'm really trying to spend money I had a I had a hype woman there convincing me like no you need this you need to treat yourself you've been working hard and I was like yeah I have been working hard. and in my head I also got 20% student discount so I basically saved money and then once you divide that by the number of items purchased it all balanced out like it's average it's autumnal wear we've changed seasons <laughs> I too need to change with the season to make sure that I'm adequately prepared and you know to combat this this weather because can't be out here catching colds not (laughs) (laughs) it's really just simple mathematics it is and I look good in those outfits so it's a win-win exactly like it's simple mathematics you're getting 20 percent off you are saving money in your account you're basically therefore making money and it's cold which means you need more layers therefore you have to buy three correct. three is more than one that is it's quick maths correct yes and i can wear them again so it's recycled it's reusable multiple wears and you can't put a price on looking good and realistically if you bought those outfits a couple months before your master started and before the student discount came in you would have spent an extra 20 percent. so you literally are saving the money correct. you you thought about this so i can't fault you there correct we're ridiculous we're actually ridiculous this is this is why we're broke <laughs> this is why we're black broke and brilliant we could have been black rich and brilliant this is why we're broke <laughs> Event, ev- eventually soon soon we're getting there once we get our we'll have an accountant by then and the accountant make us rich i hope we're manifesting it we'll get there also i just have a genuine question like how does one have a social life when you are working all day monday to friday because also on saturday you're tired yeah and and then on Sunday, you have to clean and cook and run errands. So please tell me, where is this time to be seeing friends? Because I, I, I don't understand. I'm confused. In 
Our friendship group, yeah, this is how the combo works. Hey, we should hang out this week. Yeah, we should definitely hang out. Defo, let's hang out. When are you free? I'm free Wednesday to Friday. Cool. I can't do Mondays. Cool. I'm working Monday to Friday from nine until seven. I can only do Saturdays. Cool. Great chat. Try again next month. Every single time. It's like our schedules actually clash. Not even like, oh, there's a small window of opportunity. No, nah, it's like fully clash. It's a madness. Every, every time. I just, I've stopped trying. I don't even, I don't even suggest things anymore because I'm like, there's, there's no point. And it's so annoying because two of us in the group work the nine to seven. One of, the, one of us works literally evenings and weekends. So there is no way we are going to see that extra friend. And then you've come in here with the masters and the production jobs that are long. So there's just no hope for us. The thing is, those production, they really and truly, they just pop up. They just pop up. But it doesn't even matter when, because more times, like, two of you, two out of the four, are already working Monday to Friday, so weekdays are a write-off. Like, we've been trying to go to this cute pink black-owned cafe for the longest time. So cute. And they have happy hour only during Monday to Fridays. St. Ames. And I'm like, I, you're just going to have to call in sick. You're going to have to tell your boss there's something, because we have to go. Yeah. We have to go. It's sad because when you are working nine to five or, or technically nine to seven or whatever, you miss out on doing things in the week because you are tired in the evenings. And then all the fun things that you can do in the day, you can't do because you're busy. And it's just quite unfortunate. And I miss having my days. But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have to take an L and call in sick or be like, listen, boss, I need to go to happy hour. So one way or another, we're going to make that happen. It's just unfortunate because we haven't seen each other as a four in time. Honestly, you're just going to have to call it market research. I'm researching a place to write about a little something, something, because fam, by the time it gets to Saturday, you're like, fam, I just want to nap. <laughs> I'm just trying to rest. And then Sundays you're busy. So really and truly, I'll be lucky if I see one of you. That, that's what I've had to just start doing from now. It's like, cool. If I can see one out of three of you, then if I can see two out of three of you, then do you know what? I'll, I'll take that. I will take that. And even when we're together... And that time where um, where Molly was like, oh, we should all, uh, I could all make cocktails for everyone on Monday. <laughs> and you and Jem, you just like, mm, I don't know if that's going to work out. <laughs> it was really sad. She was like, can you do Monday evening? We were like, uh, not really. Wednesday evening? Also no. It was really sad. <laughs> and we were like, we can do Friday evening. And she was like, cool, but I'm working on Friday evening. <laughs> You literally, anytime someone mentions something, it's just like, I probably won't be done with work by then. Ah, oh, do you know what? That's the one day I have uni. Um, it's it's a sticky one. I don't I don't know how people do it, really and truly. Um, it's annoying. It's, it's a weird one. It really is. It's also sad because, well, it's a good thing in a way, because I guess I talk to more friends because I know that I'm not going to see them. So I text more, I message more, I call more. But some days, because work is so long, some days I genuinely don't even have the energy to talk to friends. Do you know how sad that is? Like, that's usually the highlight of my day, catching up with my friends. And some days I'm just like, I want to I wanna run away from the world and just watch Netflix. That's so peak as well. Like, I used to get so annoyed at people when you'd message and they would take three to five business days to reply. I'd be like, what? How are you busy for three to five days? Can we not do next day delivery instead of three to five working days? It's long. But I actually get it now because when you're working, if you get a message and you read it and you get back into work, you legit forget that has ever happened. And then it's three days later and you're suddenly a bad friend. Yeah, no, sometimes when um, I'm, I'm replying to a message and I think I've pressed send, but I haven't. It's still just in like the typing. And I'm like, oh, damn, because I got distracted from whatever it was I was doing. But it's it's so techy. I feel like the only way to master it is by literally having everything scheduled. Like, I remember my first week of uni, to be fair, it was just induction, but it was still like full days. So I had it Monday and Tuesday, like complete full days. And then Wednesday and Thursday, I worked one production job. And Friday, I worked another production job. And then on Saturday, I could actually like chill and go out and do stuff. But I still felt like, damn, I had done a lot in one week. And whether that's sustainable week on week, I don't know. So for you who is working Monday straight through to Friday, that nine to five, which we know is actually more like a seven to seven, seven to eight, them techie hours, which I feel like you should be paid for. Yep. Um, It's a sticky one. It 
really is. It really is. Like I literally get to the weekends and I'm like, okay, I can either wash my hair or I can buy food, cook and clean. Like I can't do both. There is only so much time. It's it's really quite unfortunate. And then it's like, friends, what is that? Because I'm not going to, who, when? I don't even have the time to wash my hair, let alone see the people that I actually love. It's really quite sad. This is why sometimes I'm like, that freelancing life sounds quite nice because even though when you are working, it's intense, you then have periods where you actually have quite a long time or quite a few consecutive days off, which I, I could do with that at this point. Yeah, I think the good thing is that it is very flexible. Um, so it's like I don't have to commit to a certain amount of like times or a certain day. Um, it's literally I just do it like as and when I'm free. Um, so the flexibility of it is really, really sick. And obviously, like when you need more money or in certain areas, it is it is, it is just fun, like having that freedom, basically, because I think in some ways, like scheduling is good because you know exactly what you're doing on certain days and you know what exactly when you're free. Um, but sometimes of like the freelancing, I guess, to be honest, I'll know my plans at least maybe two weeks in advance, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Is it bad? No, maybe it's just all good. Hmm. I think it's good. I could live that life. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's that's what I meant. Um, Yeah, sometimes it is like good to have I think certain things scheduled like obviously me knowing what days I have uni and they're always like the same days every single week so I know like Mondays and Tuesdays I'm basically off limits and I'll spend that extra time or like say I have like an extra day off in the week where I'm not working a production I'm like cool that's a good day to catch up on all this uni work start these assignments do my reading whatever um but yeah, I think it definitely has more flexibility. It means that I can go to places in the weekdays, which you can't. And it's annoying because I'm like, make time for me. I'm so sorry. Your boss, I if I have to, you know, if I have to, you know, call up, say a little something, something send her an email, slide her a 20. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or him. I, just whatever. To get you out on a weekday, I beg, please. It's also sad because like, I even had to take a day off to go to the doctor because there were no appointments after working hours. Do you know how sad that is? Even just to go to the dentist, I have to take a day off. Imagine, imagine losing a whole day's worth of money to go to the GP. And also, when I went to the dentist, it now costs £45 for a checkup that costs three minutes. Can we talk about that too? Because again, why does everyone want to take my money? Rude. I remember when I discovered this like two years ago, I got a letter from the GP and it's like, you are due a checkup. You haven't been to see us in, I don't know, eight years or something, basically since primary school. And I was like, do you know what? It's been a while. Let me go. I was past 18 at this point. So they charged me £40. And I was like, for what? I go into the dentist now, takes a quick look at my teeth. Ah, oh, fam, your teeth are, are fine, really white or straight. You have better teeth than I do. Five minutes. And it's, it's what, a 40-minute booking? 30, 40-minute booking? Five minutes at my teeth, done. Next time, yeah, for £40 for you to just do little tap, tap, oh, your teeth are fine in five minutes. Next time I go, which probably won't be for another five years because man said my teeth are practically perfect, I'm going to sit there until my whole time is up because I'm paying the whole £40 for those 30 minutes. If I have to sit there and chat to you about the weather, Mr. Dentist, I'm going to do it. If I have to gurgle some mouthwash put my head back and all that business I will do it because that's fraudulent behavior 45 pounds for what for what they don't even clean your teeth legit though like the cheek of them to say we are paying you for the full 30 minute slot even if you are in there for 30 seconds this is daylight robbery next time I'm going to go in there with an empty bag and fill it with supply supplies I'm taking the floss I'm taking the toothpaste I'm taking anything I can get because I need to get my money's worth how can you how can you charge for 30 minutes and I'm in there for 30 seconds make it make sense and that that is just for a routine checkup and they say you should be doing that every six months Every six, you must, you must be mad. You must be mad. Every six months, me be paying 40. So that's 80 pounds in a year for you to do what? Just tell me that my teeth are fine. Nah, G. They don't even clean it. If you want the cleaning service for them to whiten your teeth clean, that's a hygienist, which you then got to pay extra, which is like 150. Do you see the issue here? 
Like they just that's what I'm saying. The world just wants our money and we're just trying to get by. I'm just doing the right thing, getting a checkup, trying to see if I have a cavity. But my guy wants to take 45 quid. And he was like, Yeah, you can go and see the hygienist if you like. No, I don't want to do that. I'm good. I'm okay. I'm not gonna shell out 150 quid for them to do a little tap tap sprinkle sprinkle. Nah, I will gargle my mouthwash. That's gonna have to do. Like if the hygienist can come and see me within this 30 minute gap that I've just paid for, if you can make that happen, do a little subsidized thing, then maybe we can talk. But you expect me to pay 40 pounds for you to say, do you know what, babes? Your teeth are ace. And then pay extra for someone to come and clean. Nah, you're mad. (laughs) You're dumb. Different. (laughs) On another note though, something that I think is very important with adulting and I feel like you need to unpack more is obviously some jobs um, go down in the books as like nine to five when really you're working longer hours than that. And I said it because I was like, it's, it's a bit of a seven to seven sometimes. And it's a bit techie because it feels like overtime. And technically you are, you are still working. You are very much still working. Therefore you should be paid. But it's a techie one because work says we're paying you from nine to five. And those extra hours, tell, explain, tell, tell me how it is. Tell me from your perspective. It's like they know you can't get everything done in the full workday, but they also know that they're only paying you for those hours. So me, as, as, as a good worker, I'm like, well, I'm going to try and get everything done. But that means I have to wake up at 6.30 and work until 8 p.m. And that's just not what I signed up for. When I signed the contract... That's not what I agreed to, but I'm trying to do a good job. And then you end up working all these extra extra hours and then being tired all the time. And it's just, it's a vicious cycle because 6.30 is the middle of the night. Let's be real. When the job starts at nine, I shouldn't have to wake up at 6.30, but here we are. It's a struggle and, and they're just avoiding the topic. It's really quite unfortunate. Also, it's annoying because they can see on the system when I log on. So they know I'm starting early, yet no one is discussing it. They so you log and they can see from six thirty Ivy's working, but you know we're only going to pay her from nine. And what's even mad if we add another layer to this tiramisu is that because of the times we are in, <laughs> you are working from home. So if anything, people should be having more sleep. You shouldn't even be looking to start work until eight thirty, maybe eight forty-five. Those hours should be spent in bed sleeping. Because you don't need to travel into the workplace. You don't need to travel into the office. You don't have to travel on no public transport. So if anything, you should be saving time and sleeping more. But no, because of the amount of work they want to set you. And they're like, we know you can't do it in these hours. So you're going to wake up earlier, go to sleep later, and then still be expected to do the same thing every single day. But no extra pay. Let's talk about that. And still making less money than you were before. It's rude. Please. Please. <laughs> it's disrespectful. I fully tried a couple of days, starting at the time I'm meant to start and finishing at the time I'm meant to finish. And there was no way I was going to get everything done. So it's quite peak. It's like either I don't get enough done in the work day and I eventually get fired or something, or I get everything done and have no sleep. It's really a hard knock life. Everyone loves to preach like social upward mobility. But when it comes to it and the mathematics with the time, and the money, things just aren't adding up too tough. Nah, I'm, I'm, this is just not what I thought I was signing up for. Adulting is long. Like, is being an adult by definition just being tired all the time? Because fam, no amount of sleep can save me. I wake up tired, start work, tired, finish work, tired, go to bed, tired. I woke up like this, eh? I woke up like this. Exhausted. Exhausted. Like, Queen Bee... Queen B was singing about the nine to five struggle. I am tired. Yeah, she was singing and dancing it, but like you, you don't even have the energy for that. <laughs> you don't even have the energy to do a little bop to to the tune. I can't even lean and bop in my chair. That's 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 how tired I am. It's 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 quite unfortunate. I'm like, am I legit gonna be tired until I'm sixty five and can retire? Because I don't want that for me. And to be honest, when we get there, when we are when we are old, the retirement age will be ninety. So we're probably not even going to get that chance to retire, are we? Start saving now. Start collecting your pee now, even though it's all going to bills. Like By the time you've paid bills and and overdraft and whatever else you have to pay, you've got like two pounds left to put into savings. That's what's peak. Everyone's like, yeah, save, saves. By the time I've paid for things off, 
I put £10 into my savings. And they're like, yeah, you could buy a house one day <laughs> with £10. <laughs> Banter. Oh. Do you know what's funny? Every month I put money into my savings. Halfway through the month, I withdraw that money from my savings back into my account because I run out of money. Like, this isn't going very well. It's like, times are tough. Let me just send some money back over. It's really funny because, you know, whenever you, like, transfer money, you have to put, like, a little reference. When I'm just transferring money from one account to another, the references I put is, like, life is hard. Life is still hard. Broke. Still broke. <laughs> just borrowing. We'll repay back. When it's like a little IOU note to self of dead. Yeah, literally, like, remember to repay this back into your savings because it's only borrowing. Don't do that. Don't play yourself. Um, or please return. <laughs> <laughs> return to sender. I'm dead. I can't cope. It's also just mad because some of my friends are getting engaged and are thinking of kids. And as much as I want that one day, I'm looking at my schedule and honestly, ain't nobody got time for that. Like, I don't even have enough time for me. It's just me, myself and I, and I have no time. So where is this husband and kids? Where are they going to fit into this equation? Wow. Already. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That's what we got on already. Yeah. Um, cool. Mm. Do you know what that reminds me of? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this video. It's been floating on Insta. And this guy is like in a car park and he's just watching these people and they're driving like really flashy cars. And so like this person drives by in like a Porsche and he goes up and he's like, excuse me, sir, what do you do for a living? And he's like, I'm a doctor. Next person drives by in like a Lamborghini. Excuse me, sir, what do you do for a living? I'm an investment banker. This woman pulls up in like, some Porsche SUV looking all bougie. He goes, excuse me, ma'am, what do you do for a living? She went, what do you mean? He was like, what do you do for work? Yeah. <laughs> he said, I'm a wife, I have a husband. <laughs> she was like, I'm married. She was like, I don't understand the question. <laughs> she was like, I'm married. What do you mean work? Me? <laughs> Come on now. It was so funny. She was like, confidence she said I'm a wife she said I don't understand the question like no hablo anglaise please repeat the question what do you mean by make a living and he was like you know for work fam I'm married she might have the right idea she actually might be on for something fam that it that that security she is secure are you dumb Definitely. Woman said, what do you do for work? She said, I'm married. That's her job done. I drive around in flashy cars. What? People have to... She's got all the time in the world. Ah, I want to be her. All the time in the world. I actually want to be her. Sometimes I'm like, legit. Sometimes I'm like, should I get a sugar daddy? Should I start an OnlyFans at this point? Because life is too hard. People be making money. I just want to be easy, breezy, beautiful. Light cover girl. You know what's mad though? In the last adulting episode, we were obviously both applying to jobs and getting no responses and being told we didn't have enough experience when we were trying to get experience and we were just struggling. Like I can't even sugarcoat it. We were not, we were not, we were not living our best lives. Um, and you fast forward a few months and we're actually doing okay. We are employed, we're enjoying what we do, but at the same time, at least once a day, I'm like, is this actually the path I want to go down? Am I actually even good at this? Like, can I actually see myself doing this? It's quite stressful. It just leads to a whole new set of problems. First of all, little round of applause for gaining employment within the time of those episodes. And you landing the little dream job, doing your little running other things. Mm, get it? Hey, I was actually so gassed. Like, Abby was excited. I was ecstatic. Like, oh my goodness, you got a job. It's so funny. Why don't you do like all of that, all of that, all of that, all of that. So yeah, got a little celebration, celebrate the small wins. But that whole, am I on the right path? I feel like I'm on about three paths right now. And I don't, still don't know if they're the right one. Doing my master's in a sports thing. And I'm like, cool. Also started doing production on a whim. Really enjoy it. It's been providing me more roles. People are like, cool, how do you want to progress in this production? Let me show you the different avenues I can take you down. And I'm like, okay, so there's room for progression here. I got this sports thing going over here. I have a creative mentor over here. I still don't know what I'm doing. If you were, Samir, what is the next two years? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> couldn't tell you. It's hilarious. It's like, I probably, 
I probably know just, I don't know, it's it's just funny. Like, who knows where you're going to end up? Who actually knows? And it's mad because even someone was saying you could potentially do copywriting. Like, there are just too many options. You're good at too many things. And it's unfortunate. It's a blessing and a curse because who knows where you're going to end up? Who knows where I'm going to end up? Who knows? Like, your guess is as good as mine. My creative mentor is a copywriter. And she was like, Fam, if you want to try out copywriting, just, just holler at me. Do inter- Boom. The sports thing, the whole masters, which I'm paying for, is down here. And then what I'm actually doing for employment for P right now is film, which is down just branch branching. And there's only one of me. There's only one of me. Again, with my multiple interests. And it's mad because I could fully see myself enjoying all three. <laughs> so maybe Monday, Mondays and Tuesdays, I could do that one. Wednesdays to Friday. <laughs> That's just not smart because then I won't even have time to breathe. But um, we're figuring this out. I'm a, I'm a get you a girl who can do both or all three kind of person. We'll see how that works. Stay, stay present for the updates. Um, we move. <laughs> it's just mad as well because I feel like opportunities always come at the exact same time. When I tell you we were both struggling for months and then we both got all these opportunities at the same time. We were both working in production. I was a production assistant. I was enjoying it. It was great. And then I got this writing job, which is incredible. And I'm really enjoying it. It's great. But I was also like, I finally now got my foot in this production door. So now I have to go and leave this and do something completely different when I finally, finally got some experience. Like, I I basically was struggling for two years and then everything happens at once. Why? And what's mad is that's probably like one of a few industries where you don't really need that much experience to start. And once you've worked one production, they just keep coming round. You don't even have to try. To, I didn't have to try that hard. And it's just like, boom, there's another one and another one. And considering it was something I'd never thought of like as being a job or an industry I wanted to work in. Once I started, I was like, oh, this is lit. This suits my personality. This whole creative thing, everyday different, flexible, get to see all of these different things behind the scenes. I was like, i I really enjoy this. What's mad though is between, let me say March and, let me even say August, between March and like late July, nothing was going on. Nothing at all. It was dry, dry, nothing happening. I was like, cool, I guess I'll start a master's in in September. Come August, boom, production, production, production. I'm like, damn, this is really fun. Kind of like this. Runner, production assistant, third ADing, maybe soon to be producer. Someone even said that to me. And I was like, rah, you actually see that much potential. Now I start a master's and it's like, really? Now you all want to come at the same time. All the blessings at once. Got to collect them. But they couldn't even stagger it they couldn't even stagger it across the year it all had to come at the exact same time it's it's quite rude it's quite rude I'm just excited to see where you end up because lord knows me too me too the both of us (laughs) like I would love a little raven moment a little glimpse into the future and just see where we end up because who the fuck knows man I, the thing is, I feel like if I had a Raven moment, it would be somewhere completely different and opposite to anything I'm doing. Knowing me, so it's best. Let me not have that Raven moment because I don't know. But yeah, can't can't complain. Just got to juggle them all until eventually. Yeah, it's true. You land on someone. Do you know what? I've clocked. People don't just have one career in their lifetime. People have multiple. I'm just going to be that person with like, multiple it's actually true and I think we need to like get rid of this idea of what do you want to be when you grow up as if there's one answer you can do loads of things you can genuinely do loads of things you can do one thing for five years and decide that it's not for you and then do two other different things like it's not yeah you you can do whatever you want to do you can do as many things as you want to do yeah so maybe we will just do them all yes and this whole like yeah, what do you want to be when you grow up and if you want if you say that one answer it's like cool what steps are you doing to get you to that one bit but it's like you can do this thing and then randomly it will lead you back to this thing like I remember being younger and like all the adults I met um I might have mentioned this before but um yeah in sixth form I did a two-week work experience at this PR firm um and it was all like adults they were probably unknown there late 20s early 30s but in my head they were big people (laughs) 
They were big people. And I was like, what did you study at uni in order to get here doing this PR? Th-? And everyone was just like, the same course I studied at uni is completely unrelated to the work I'm in now. And I was in doing accounting for three years and now I'm doing PR. And I was doing this for five years and now I'm doing this. Like, there is no one path straight to this one job. Like, different things might lead you to other opportunities. Yeah, you don't know what opportunity is going to come your way at the time. You just... When it presents itself, either you take it and you roll with it or you say no. So I'm in there. Take the opportunities, roll with it, see what comes from it. And I feel like more people need to have that attitude. Especially when it comes to like picking a degree. Everyone stresses because they're like, this is going to determine my future. And actually, it's not it's not that deep. Even one of my friends, she didn't go to uni and she's now a manager at TFL and she's on a big wage. Like, it's not it's just not that black and white. If you want to do something enough, you'll make it happen. Yeah, I'm... I'm like, follow the vibes. Where are the vibes? Not even vibes. Because <laughs> that's probably not the most accurate way to describe it. Because right now, the government and the prime minister is following vibes, bad vibes. Yeah. Um, but more just like, yeah, when an opportunity presents itself to you, it might not be one that you would consider before. It might not be one you expected. But if it fits you and works you at the time, then go with it like this whole production thing never considered it before didn't really know what it entailed and then started getting into it and I'm like damn there's so much to this like behind this if you think of like films shows ads commercials like literally anything visual that you can watch has like a whole crew and cast behind it making the stuff putting it together it it was just really really interesting and I was like I can see myself doing this and I didn't even know. Like if that opportunity had not, if I had said yes to that first opportunity, then I wouldn't have even known like it was something I enjoy doing. I would love if like, I don't know if it'd be at school or sixth form or uni, but I would love if there was this like month period where you could pick loads of different industries that you could just work at for a couple of days and just rotate and just get like a glimpse. That'd be so handy. Be so handy because then you wouldn't have to get actual jobs and spend years deciding what you actually want to do yeah exactly and more times like the thing you want to do or the thing you're really good at you don't even know is a job and I'm only realizing that at my age of like 23 like some things like the skills you have you you might just be like I, I don't know what what that job is called and maybe it doesn't exist and you can be the first person to have that job of that like title but sometimes when you've only heard like the standard positions, you you don't even know that there's like other things there for you to do. So that whole exploration of trying industry, because I feel like people know what it is on the surface level, but they don't know that like behind that one industry, there's like 500 different job positions. And one of those could be yours. You wouldn't even realise, man, it's crazy. But I just want to go back to the production industry for a second, because I have questions like... Why do they expect you to cover expenses and buy props and buy lunch for the whole crew with your own money? Should there not be some sort of petty cash or like bank transfer situation beforehand? Because imagine the runner is paid the least on a shoot. Sometimes they're not even paid at all. It's usually their responsibility to get lunch. And we've both been in this position where you have to take over a hundred pounds out of your own bank account to buy everyone lunch. And then you only get your money back after the whole job is finished. Like imagine the job is three months long. You will not see that money until you invoice at the very end of the shoot. And that can take another month. Sometimes I'm like, wait, <laughs> you actually think I have 150 pounds in my account to start off with to even buy lunch? To even, if, if I could... Being reimbursed, I would, but getting reimbursed would require me having money to start off with, which I don't. So I'm going to need that petty cash to go buy food. (laughs) It's actually a wild one. I was like, okay, I have to go and buy food. Where's the money (laughs) coming from? And this whole, it's calm, I'll reimburse you. Just send me the receipts. (laughs) Fam, I ain't got pee to start off with. (laughs) Am I even being paid? Please. There was no other (laughs) <laughs> no there was this one day there was this one day we were trying to we were both trying to organize lunch and I don't know why it went so wrong it went so wrong I tried to order lunch it fell through you tried to order lunch it fell through it was so bad and it was just hilarious because we both had to transfer money from our overdraft to our debit account to buy everyone lunch and I just I don't feel like that's how it should it be. was ah, oh, it was the transferring from the overdraft which we're trying to pay off 
to the debit to buy lunch and then after all of that headache a couple hours later four lunches turn up <laughs> it's not that was actually havoc no it was actually really everyone was well fed to say the least but no that was havoc <laughs> like it was it was absolute chaos straight chaotic energy like i didn't plan to buy 15 people lunch when i rolled into work that day i didn't it's mad though because it was such a fun shoot like such a fun production the lit it's like four days but all of that happened on day one <laughs> literally that was the start that was the, that's how we started <laughs> it was also a heat wave it was just chaos but it was so fun. oh my goodness it was heat wave we were running about trying to get food four meals turn up <laughs> where we've already spent like 250 pounds of our overdraft each <laughs> to get this one lunch for one day it was also just funny because there were like four portions of jerk chicken that arrived like four like four separate orders from four separate places like we just needed one it's like cool what are we having today well you're having jerk chicken jello fries and stew we got some vegan options here we got a curry too so it was it was like a buffet it was like an all you can eat It was so much food. It was unreal. Everyone went home with like takeaway boxes. Yes. Little doggy bags. Takeaway boxes. It was like, it was hilarious. It was fantastic. Um, Another thing about production. um, I need someone to explain to me the whole like invoicing expenses thing. Because I remember working on a shoot. And first of all, it's like when people are like, so what's your rate? I was like, what does that mean? Do I just pick a number? <laughs> Do I just pick a random number? How much does someone in my position normally get paid? So really, I, I didn't know. So I literally turned to Google and I was looking up like freelancers, film industry, and there's actually a lot out there. And I was like, okay, I guess this sounds right. So the first thing is having the whole like, what's your rate pay discussion. After that, someone's like, I was like, okay, cool. How how is it I get paid? Do I give someone my bank account details? How does it work? Oh, just send me your invoice. I was like, what's that? Where where can I find one of these invoice thingies? And some productions will send you like their own Excel spreadsheet. Others, it's just like, cool, send me your invoice. I'm like, what needs to go on my invoice? Like, tell me. Someone walk me through it step by step. It's a bit of a mad one. It really is crazy. And just just going back to when people ask, what is your day rate? I feel like it's a trick question because if I go too low, I end up playing myself and taking less than what they set aside for that position. And if I go too high, they're just going to say no. Or they'll say, we can actually only afford this amount. In which case, just offer me that amount in the first place and we can all go about our day. Like, why why do they have to make it up to me? If you, could, if you have a certain amount budgeted, just pay me that. I don't get it. Yes. It's such a techie one, and it's weird because with, like, production, everyone is basically getting paid a completely different amount because, obviously, everyone has a completely different role to play. If you're handling, like, really expensive equipment, like any of the camera stuff, which is already so, so, so expensive to, like, rent and stuff, and if you're, like, an operator, then, of course, you're going to be paid, like, way more. But, yeah, because there's so many different pay rates, like, across the board you don't even have like a benchmark i can't be like okay cool we'll just get, i'll just get paid the same as that because that person's job is like a hundred times more important than myself so it's really you kind of just get lost in the source like i who who how does one go about this but um luckily enough like i have a few friends and mentors and like people in the business and in the industry who are helping me navigate it because lord I most definitely needed it, especially when it came to like the whole pay rate conversation. Because I feel like some people avoid that and just hope you forget or don't want to ask you. What again? It's like I feel like asking for pay in in any industry is always techy. Talking about money is a bit techy, but it's a conversation that has to be had, isn't it? It's also annoying because people are always upfront when it's getting you on the job, but then money you have to bring that up yourself. Like, why is it like this? And I'm like, I'm new to this. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works. Yeah. But now, getting there slowly, slowly. 
yeah we're, we're doing okay yeah the invoice thing is mad when I was doing my first invoice I was just staring at a, a word document and I was like what is meant to go where I'm very confused what am I meant to say and people say it so casually they're like yeah just send me an invoice I'm like you need to break that down give me bullet points send me a voice note I don't know what I am doing why do they not teach this again education system sort yourself out yeah I fully had to um go online and there's like this great website called screen skills but it's yeah it's basically aimed at people who work in the creative industry and it explains everything just like so clearly about like invoicing and pay and how m- much the standard rate is for certain um positions and again it depends on what kind of production and stuff you're working on um so that was definitely helpful and then obviously again like speaking to people who I also know work in that industry because it is a bit techie and then never really knowing when you're gonna get paid as I said the flexibility in the job also comes with the flexibility in the pay because sometimes actually the last production I worked on the turnaround for pay was like a week it was like five days and I was like damn okay this must be the good life other ones you're waiting six weeks and then if you're working a really long shoot, then you ain't getting paid until the whole thing is over. So I am definitely learning to manage my money <laughs> a bit better. When I tell you the last production job I was on, I waited two months to get paid. Lo and behold, during this period, I had rent to pay. I had bills to pay. I needed to eat, but I just had to sit and wait and sit pretty for those two months for the money to come in. It's, it's, just, a bit, it's just a bit of a sticky one. I got bills. I gotta pay. So I'm a work, work, work every day. Also, yeah, think about all of all of these things that people in the creative industry go through and the joy we bring. The you you can't even quantify the joy that we bring and how much creativity it takes to even produce such things. And then Rishi Sunak and this government wanna come and say, do you know what? Maybe you should just find another job. Maybe you should just learn another skill. Hmm, but when you're crying and you're depressed because this COVID situation is getting peak and you go and play that music, who produced the music? Who played the instrument? Who provided the vocals? Who was the sound technician, the sound engineer? Who built the studio? Who provided that software for even to be listening to it? And you want to say, go and learn another skill. You go and learn another skill. Rude. <laughs> it's, it's also just crazy because at the end of the day, what do you do? You turn on your TV, you watch shows, you watch films. That's what we do. That's how we get through the day. We turn to the arts to survive. We feed off of that. It gives us energy. It gives us strength. It makes us laugh. It makes the world a better place. So how can you turn around and be like, mm, you know what? Mm, do something else. Figure something else out. Like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you to tell these people to actually go and train and start from scratch? Who are you? Who gave you permission? The audacity, the audacity, as if people have not spent years already mastering what it is they do and they're the best at it. And you want to come and say, well, do you know what? Maybe you should just, you know, just try and learn. I dare you to go and try and learn an instrument and be able to play it in the, in the London Symphony Orchestra. Try, try. Let me see if you can do just learn a quick, quick like that. Get fired from your job right now this prime minister or whatever accountant man next door go do that let me see how the caucasity people have to like come after the creative industry make so many cuts in the creative industry but when tough times come you're like we're the creatives to alleviate it's mad it's just the bravery to come out and go yeah this this ain't for you anymore go go do something else start from scratch go trade again go back to uni give something else a go like Oh, they, this government actually raises my blood pressure. <laughs> it's like, just when you think they've moved the maddest they can move, they move even madder. They come and add another layer to the tiramisu. When, when, when it's already full to the brim, they still manage to pile another one on top. I don't know how they do it, but here we are. <laughs> you know when you're making a drink, like you're making tea and you're pouring the hot water and you're just... It's, get into the room and you're just like let me just keep pouring just to see and that's what they're doing we're already overspilling stop stop it's enough they've actually just started a whole new tiramisu and i just i don't have energy for a second one they are they're just taking the piss here 
Um, we also just wanted to say a massive shout out to everyone working right now because Lord knows working from home, it's no easy feat. And and to everyone going out to work every day, I actually commend you because it just doesn't feel like the safest time to be on road right now. So I actually take my hat off to you. And anyone out there struggling to find work or just struggling with adults in, in general, like know that you're not alone. And 2020 just isn't making it easy. So don't put too much pressure on yourself. At the end of the day, it may not seem like it, but you got this. You just got to know that something great is on its way. 100%. And as much as we are still getting the hang of a lot of this adulting business in what has been a very wild and techy year, we are very much blessed and highly favoured. Did you see your girls were featured on BuzzFeed? A whole us. A whole us black, broke, and brilliant on the BuzzFeed. Multiple bees up in this place. And so everyone grinding, everyone flourishing. Keep at it. We see you. Real sees real. If you want to share your thoughts on the episode, use the hashtag Black, Broke and Brilliant on Twitter or message us on our Insta page. You know what to do. Like, subscribe, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, share it with your mums, your grands, your boss and the tax man. Back on Thursday, I've been Ivy. I've been Samira. Thank you for listening. <laughs>